Hello, PLC family. Thank you for joining us on today's PLC podcast. I'm your host, Tamara, and we are here with the beautiful Sheridan Austin. How are you, Sheridan? <laughs> Hello. I am Hello. fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> How lovely to chat to you. Yeah, likewise. I just want to say, like, it's so nice to finally collaborate with you on something. Like, we've crossed paths here and there in life, and it's so nice to finally, you know, do something together. So, I'm very excited. Yeah, you kicked my butt one time. Yeah, one time. So, so if uh, the listeners out there, Sheridan and I actually met because about, uh, or when we were starting our boot camps Mm. for PLC Maruchidor, Sheridan and her husband came down to our, um, well, he wasn't husband at the time, fiance, came down to our boot camp and we smashed their butts. And then a few months later, bumped into Sheridan because I actually, small world, catered at her wedding. Yes. Yeah. So you got to kick your butt and then watch you tie the knot. And now here we are. It's so amazing. That was hilarious, wasn't it? Like I'm like in my wedding dress. Yeah, literally about to walk like, into your reception. Yeah, <laughs> I know you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so funny. So good. And here we are again. I know. So the universe is obviously bringing us together for a reason. So good. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to bring you on the show today, Sheridan, because I have been very drawn to the message that you spread and, um, you know, all about self-love and how to love your body from the inside out and um, just thought that you'd be able to give so much value to our listeners. So give us a little bit of a background of yourself, what you do and um, yeah, help us get to know you a little bit more. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate that. And um, yeah, and oh, so where I'm a nutritionist, so qualified nutritionist and GAPS practitioner. So that stands for gut and psychology syndrome mm-hmm. practitioner. And then so that's working with the gut in order to heal all sorts of other issues. So it's meant it started off just by, by um, working on healing the mind, like anxiety, OCD, autism, all that kind of stuff. But then it's obviously we know now that the gut is obviously linked to pretty much every symptom that we get in our body. So, of course, like that's not the only thing I work on, like not just the gut. Of course, it's like a real holistic approach. Like Mm -hmm. that's, of course, the very, very um, deep-rooted cause of a lot of people's issues and really where the symptoms come from. But, of course, I always like to make it clear that it can be obviously stress that we're going through or it can be that we're not getting enough sunshine or we're not doing enough movement or that we're not putting ourselves first or that obviously, so all those things contribute to your gut health. So all those um, imbalances that you might have in your life in all sorts of ways contribute to gut issues, which therefore reflect in symptoms. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, But obviously a lot of people though are doing all the right things and Number one step is definitely to do all the right things, you know, like we want to be eating the real food, the anti-inflammatory food, avoiding the foods that um, have been introduced to us so recently. We've been on this planet for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and yet we think that we can tolerate these things that have been around for not even, say, the last 50. So it's really, really bizarre. But so... You know, it's of course that's step number one is the real food. But mm. if people are still continuing with pretty serious issues or even just niggly issues, you know, where whether it be skin rashes 
or just bloating, like constant yeah. bloating. Just or... those, those ailments that we sort of just learn to live with. Exactly, 100%, which was exactly me. And I will, I know your question was more so like, telling you about myself but I was... <laughs> you couldn't help yourself could you <laughs> yeah um so yeah like real food is definitely number one but then of course it's then looking into the gut okay so I'm doing all the right things but I'm still suffering what else can I do and yeah and it is just about digging deeper so with myself like it was that exact thing like I was um, oh, I haven't definitely have not always eaten perfectly, like mm-hmm. from, you know, being born pretty much to, <laughs> yeah. um, no, to when I was probably 19 or 20 coming back from living in the UK, I went, I, I started to get interested in nutrition because I realized that I was actually just, it's really um, superficial, but I've noticed that I had to start thinking about what I was eating because I was actually putting on some weight over over living in the UK. Like most, yeah, that happens to a lot of people over there. <laughs> um, Yorkshire, you can relate. Here. I'm sure there's yeah. lots of people that can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I was like, okay, so first need to think about food, which is this is like literally the first time I'd ever gone like even thought about what I put in my mouth like that was just so foreign to me like yeah. I used to eat anything that was on my plate it didn't matter just as long as it kind of tasted good and filled me up and had lots of carbs in it yeah and so um, I began to you know become a bit more interested in food and then I started studying nutrition and then there it wasn't until I was living uh, living not living sitting in a seminar and some, the speaker made me realize that I could potentially live without the symptoms that I had. And I just was, this was, it sounds insane probably now because, you know, the information is getting out, but it was the first time I have ever had that penny drop moment of going, so I don't need to constantly carry around tissues. So I don't need to live with this skin rash all over my face and my body. I don't need to live with constant chest infections, um, asthma, hay fever, all these problems that I had and the foggy mind and the fatigue that I constantly, seriously, constantly had, I would never go anywhere without some form of medication. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and then, so I was like, okay, so this is actually abnormal. It's really actually my body trying to communicate with me. So that was a scary moment, but also, um, reviving if you know what yeah that'll be empowering like you're finally being able to take control exactly yeah Yeah. and it so that's what even though I was studying nutrition at the time you're not told this kind of stuff and then so I was I started my own research started my own healing and was like this is exciting you know and I it's been over six years I've taken any form of medication wow yeah, so that's crazy considering you never went anywhere without it before. I know. Like if I went to a friend's house, like I would have to take antihistamines. Otherwise, I would be my face would be completely red. I wouldn't stop sneezing. I would get asthma and all sorts of stuff. So That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, an asthma puffer. So I wouldn't have been able to do that workout with you without an asthma puffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to me now. Yeah. So that's where I started. <laughs> That's amazing. So how did you, um, like, obvi- did, other than the speaker, was there anything that sort of pushed you to, more towards, um, you know, doing your own research? Were you just 
got to that point where you were just sick and tired of living the way that you were living? I was really sick and tired. It really did be- like come into breaking point. Yeah. Because I know now though, today, it is, I eat like my favorite quote for anyone because I don't know what the people's aims are out there of, you know, why they should be eating well, but I think it's really important to eat to be well and not to be thin. Yes. Um, like that is just the, what I try and convince all my clients is just if they come to me about weight, I'm like, okay, first and foremost, you need to change that mindset because if you're just eating to be thin or a particular weight, you're not going to have sustainable changes and you're not going to actually really achieve what you want and live the best possible life that you could or the, or gain that health that you really, yeah. really deserve because yeah. you get to your goal weight and then you go, cool, I made it. And then, and then what, what's and, next? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you go eat all these inflammatory foods and then create other problems because we do have like the, one of the biggest, you know, there's a lot of problems out there, but one of the biggest problems we have today is autoimmune diseases. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they've beyond tripled in the last 50 years. Um, there's well, well over 200 of them now. Over 200 of them. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, it is, be, it is growing every single day. Um, these new illnesses, people get symptoms and then they don't know what's actually wrong and then they just call it, ah, it's just another autoimmune disease. So what the problem there is that the immune system is being so overstimulated. The gut is under so much stress. And so many imbalances there that the immune system is going crazy from the amount of foreign chemicals and foods that are entering the body. So it's being overstimulated. And then we get a diagnosis of one type or the other. And like everybody will be different in what kind of illness that they could get. Mm -hmm. But um, I also know that you wanted to touch quite a bit on gut health. Is that right? Yeah. So how... um... I love how you brought up before how you have people coming to you with not only like physical ailments, mm. but med, uh, yeah, as well. And how much, um, because we always bang on about it here at the clubs about, you know, mm. gut health affects everything because, you know, is it correct that 50% or some, some number around that mark of your, of serotonin is created in your gut? 90%. 90 percent there you go I've been telling people 50 percent 90 percent created in your gut okay so few like fun facts I guess like to get people's head around it so yeah bring it on fun facts let's go so like (laughs) you know to me it's really funny because I live in an absolute bubble obviously so I think everyone knows this information but you know there's probably people that don't know some information so I'm just going to say it anyway but if you haven't heard it yet, we are 90% microbial. So that means 90% hum- um, sorry, 90% little microbes, little bugs, this whole complete world that we can't see, and then 10% human cells. And then, so, and then there's over 1 trillion organisms that live on us and within us, and it can be yeasts, parasites, bacteria, all kind of stuff. Um, and this is obviously called the microbiome. So if people haven't heard of that in talks, it always surprises me when I say who's heard of the microbiome and they actually haven't. So the, that, that 90% is called the gut microbiome. And then so mm-hmm. what their job is, is to literally, um, okay, so I, get, I guess a way to say it is 
it's important to realize that what you eat and how you feel and what you think and how you look may not actually be controlled by you because there's these other living organisms that are literally manipulating your thoughts, manipulating your cravings, manipulating your actions. And sometimes it's in order to make them live more easily. You know, it's to make their lives more happy. So the thing is though, that's, Mm -hmm. um, uh, when things go out of balance. So when things are all in balance, that's fantastic. When things go out of balance, that's when it can become obviously a problem and that's called dysbiosis. And so that's when you may have an overgrowth of a good guy and an undergrowth, uh, sorry, overgrowth of a bad guy and an undergrowth of a good guy. So the like when I say bad guy, if it was in balance, it wouldn't be causing a problem. But when it overgrows, it is a problem. So candida, for example, is one big yeah. thing people talk about when they're like, oh, I've got gut issues, I've probably got candida. There's a, there's, like I said, there's 100 trillion different organisms. So candida is just one of them. But when it's in balance, yeah. it's doing you some good stuff. Like it detoxes, t- detoxifies you from heavy metals, for example. So it does do some mm-hmm. good stuff. But at the same time, when it overgrows, we see all sorts of symptoms. So um, with the mental yeah. health side of things, one thing I see really often, okay, so like I said, there can be so many overgrowths and undergrowths, but for example, an undergrowth of beneficial bacteria, for example, lactobacillus and bifidobacteria has definitely scientifically been linked to mood issues, feeling low, feeling the depression um, and anxiety, etc. So uh, an example yeah. of overgrowth, so streptococcus, for example, is one type of bacteria and that can be really yeah. overgrown in people and I actually see it quite a bit and particularly those that have mental issues. So mental issues might be like mm-hmm. um, they experience some anxiety where they really shouldn't be anxious in that moment, you know, or it's just overthinking, not being able to sleep, um, bit of OCD, uh, memory loss even and you know streptococcus you know autism is actually a big uh, correlation depression chronic fatigue yeah. etc so that's quite a few different things but um so what high streptococcus can mean is that you're low in beneficial microbes like e coli and bifidobacteria for example so they can be beneficial but when they're low um, e. coli, for example, produces melatonin. So, okay. So e. coli, so is e. coli actually something that's produced yes. in our body naturally? So it's not necessarily oh, okay. produced. It actually just lives there. And so when, yeah. So just when you're exists. feeding yeah. it the right things and you um, are keeping your gut in balance, then it's really it's actually a very awesome bacteria. Um, and same with Streptococcus. <laughs> So like I keep saying, everything yeah. became balanced. But when it goes out, when one goes low, when one goes high, it creates an issue. So when E. coli is low, yeah, yeah. we may find, obviously, we've got the high streptococcus. So then we have those sleep issues and the OCD and the anxiety and all that kind of stuff. The other one that's really important yeah. to mention is just parasites in general. Because yeah, like oh, in a talk the other day, I said – who has done a parasite cleanse? Not one person lifted their hand. And 
Wow. I, that, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So it's like yeah. all this stuff that you're saying that you, um, you know, you, you believe should just be assumed <laughs> knowledge from people. How many people just would not even have a clue what we're talking about? It blows my mind sometimes when I, like, I'm struggling, not struggling, but I'm, like, following along with what you're saying. My mind is just, like, blowing up 24-7. But even sometimes when I say to some people, do you know what serotonin is? Do you know what what melatonin is? And they have no idea what it is. Um, let's just say really quickly maybe yeah let's let's have a look at like, oh, what the basics are like what are the fundamentals well, what do we need just to look at quickly okay so we know that the good gut bugs are really handy and they definitely need to be in balance mm-hmm. because one big reason like with the serotonin because if people don't know what that is so serotonin is your happy hormone makes you feel calm and like you know just chilled and content and then melatonin allows us yeah. to sleep. So that's your sleep hormone. It increases at nighttime or it should do. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then, and then, and then there's things like dopamine again, which is quite calming. There's another one called GABA, which really reduces that chatter in your mind. So these are all neurotransmitters or hormones that are produced in your gut. So um, by the little microbes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, does that make sense? Okay. Is that like kind of put it into perspective so yeah yeah. obviously like I said in the beginning when it like after all this chit chat the number one most important thing is to start eating real food because and being intuitive with what you should be eating to a certain degree like with a couple of guidelines there um but yeah so like does that kind of give um an example of like the neurotransmitters and effect yeah, definitely. I think like on a, on a very yeah. basic scale, uh, on a very basic level where people are having, you know, yeah. absolutely no idea what, um, you know, what hormones and chemicals even go through our body. Like for, for you to say that streptococcus and uh, yeah. E. coli are, are actually good for us. I'm like, whoa, this goes against anything exactly. I've ever learned about yeah. them. So but like- it's crazy how much, how little education there is about um, this. You know, we learn about the food pyramid when we're in school, but do you think any of us would have learned about this? Did you learn about all of this in your nutrition no. degree or was this stuff no. that you, yeah, so this was yeah. stuff that you had to go and Definitely. do individually yeah. anyway. Yeah. And um, I also want to quickly note, so that's the emotional side of things. Um, like another thing that we need to look at for if you feel like you've got these issues and you, you could be thinking, do I have gut issues? Another symptom is definitely, like nutrient deficiencies. So you might feel like you're eating all the right things, mm-hmm. but you still are so tired or you still got some weird symptoms. And so that can be like, obviously when we're not digesting and absorbing our nutrients properly due to what's going on in our gut, we're obviously not going to get some nutrients. But the other thing is, so that might be B vitamins, sorry, um, and iron. Like those two are really popular and zinc. So sometimes we need to yeah. take those things to support our body um, until we get to the other side, obviously under guidance. And yeah. if you have a deficiency um, and, you know, you really want to go high quality versions of those kind of things. But yeah, people could be really deficient yeah. and that can be ruining their lives. Like it can just be making you so exhausted and you just have no idea why you're so tired. Like I had such a good yeah, sleep. Yeah. Why have I why am I so shattered all day? Like that kind of stuff and um, yeah. whatever it might be. 
I guess the, the heartbreaking part is that people just accept exactly. that and just live that way their whole lives and never know how they can really feel. So if you're one of the listeners listening to this and you've got like, even now I'm rattling off all these things that, oh, okay, Tamara, you do sometimes have, feel a bit exhausted. Okay, you do sometimes get this um, little breakout on your skin or whatever it is. Now I'm going mm. through thinking, okay, how can I improve this? So I'm sure that there would be listeners right now thinking um, that, you know, that, um, rattling off some symptoms that they're having so what what advice would you give to them as as absolute basics if you were to talk to yourself as if you were the 20 year old girl coming yeah. back from the UK what what would be your okay. best advice I think um, number there? one is the realization that you can deserve to feel better or you do deserve to feel better and yeah. that is possible and yeah. that it is just your body trying to communicate with you so you say thank you to whatever that yeah. symptom is and go, okay, honey, I will start listening now. <laughs> That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice and And gently. then number two is go, do I eat real food? Am I addicted to sugar? And then so if mm. like, you know, you definitely probably, you know, addicted to carbohydrates, addicted to sugar um, and probably eating some inflammatory foods. So that's 101. Like maybe consider removing the main big guys, the main inflammatory things. So think about the stuff that has been genetically modified or played with. So that's definitely step number one, which is I'm a big no gluten woman. And I know I've actually spoken to you about this a little bit briefly too. Um, so the reason is it's not because I've got celiac disease. It's not because we haven't eaten it for thousands and thousands of years. The thing is, is it was, um, chemically hybridized about 50 or so years ago. And so that is similar to being genetically modified. Um, so genetically altered, like it's completely genetically different. It used to be thousands and thousands of years ago. So it went from something called einkorn and emma wheat Two, today it's called triticum estivum. And so, like I said, genetically completely different and they never tested it on human consumption and it was made by a scientist. So because it was so so easily grown, because that's the way it was produced, like modified, so easy to grow, so cheap. They were like, woohoo, we're going to spread this across the whole world. We're going to develop the food pyramid, tell everyone to eat heaps of this stuff. Um, They didn't test it on that human consumption. Uh, 50 years forward today, we now know that at least 50 autoimmune diseases have been directly linked to this gluten. Um, so if you don't yeah. want to get problems like that is, you know, if you, if you, number one, if you have an autoimmune disease, like you definitely need to get it out. Number two, if you don't want to get an autoimmune disease, or if you don't want to have funky monkey symptom that you, symptoms that your body's trying to communicate to you also get rid of it does that make sense yeah yeah 100 percent. geez if, if that doesn't make um any of you listeners listening want to yeah. throw the bread that i know you have <laughs> on your camera top in the bin yeah i don't know what and, will um, and also think yeah, about how crazy. addicted people are to it addicted it could it's because it creates yeah. a morphine effect in your brain so yeah you your palms are probably clammy from the thought of having to like not have your sandwich for lunch or like your pie or whatever it might be or your bolognese. But there are alternatives and those alternatives, yes, they may not feel like a, you know, a dose of morphine on your brain, but they kind of make you feel good in the long run. Um, 
Yeah, it's that short-term <laughs> sacrifice. I like I have this conversation all the time with clients that come through the club. We sit down and we have a chat about food. And when I start to talk about breads and pastas, some people are like all for it. And then other people, I feel that like, I feel the anxiety yeah. creeping up in them. Like, what do you mean? I can't I have my toast for breakfast. Yeah. What do you mean? It's like, it's, it's that, it's that fine line between like, it's not saying that you can't, but understand what exactly. it's doing to your Make body. A it's not, you know, and it's just, that, it's, it's just yeah, planting, yeah. planting the seed. And this just that realization can already make a huge difference. But, um, yeah. The other thing is, is I think it's really important. So this is, I, I will continue the inflammatory foods, but just quickly, like this isn't about deprivation, 100%. Like mm. I love food and I enjoy every single meal. Yeah. Food is life. It actually is. <laughs> food is life. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like being pregnant right now, like, I mean, I cannot wait to really love food again, but... <laughs> Um, no, you're right. Are you okay? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I just want people to realize that this is definitely not about deprivation. It is about loving your food still and just finding the replacements. Like you can still eat pancakes. You can still eat bread. You can still eat pasta, but it's just the alternatives. And that, I guess for recipes, like that's why I developed recipes because it's about going, oh, well, here's your alternative, you know, because you really want to love your food still. Um, so yeah. the next inflammatory food that people might, might want to consider removing, um, dairy is such an individual thing. Some people do fabulous with it. Some people really don't. So it's best probably to just figure yeah. out whether you have a problem with it and to know whether that problem exists, it's probably to go about at least three, four weeks without it. Um, and then see how you go when you introduce it and wait three days for your body yeah. to see how you reacted because it can take three days for a reaction to occur. So that's the thing with yeah. dairy. That hasn't been genetically modified. It definitely has been highly processed, but it's something that people can potentially tolerate when it is in their finest form. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously eating a big tub of like Paul's ice cream, probably not the yes, way to go honey, about let's it. Put the Paul's ice cream away. <laughs> I'd put it in the bin. Like sometimes like if things are in yeah. the house that people have brought over, like we're like, it's actually like I don't even want anyone to have it. Like let's just get it out. Like Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're doing them a yeah. You're doing that. Um so the next thing would be soy. So soy milks, even tofu for those sensitive people. Um Soy should actually be fermented and it definitely shouldn't be genetically modified, which majority of it is. It's one of the most high up there genetically modified foods. So we need to make sure we're not eating soy or drinking soy. If you're going to have soy, have tamari, which is the wheat-free soy alternative, soy sauce alternative. And and then tempeh mm-hmm. seems to agree with people a hell of a lot better than what say. Yeah, seen tempeh come up yeah it's so much better than tofu or any other soy products and that's because it's been fermented so just make sure it's organic and then you're all sorted um okay so i'm just trying to rattle off some other inflammatory foods the awesome i'm learning so much right now yeah this is awesome not even for the viewers but for me i'm like so this is obviously (laughs) the top guns you know like the what the foods that you know you really yeah, people are probably having and it on also a daily basis. um yeah. like there's so many like unfortunately I hate to say there's there's more underneath this 
but you know it depends on um the person and how serious they want to get so the next thing would be genetically modified corn so a lot of people go Mm -hmm. okay so i've cut out gluten let's go get some corn pasta or let's get some corn flour to thicken me gravy (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it might be and or they just pick up a gluten-free product off the shelf and it's 99 percent likely you're going to have some corn in it or some sort of like melted dextrin which is another corn um okay what what would you call it filler that they add to foods yeah Um, so that again has also been genetically modified so soy gluten corn and then the next thing would definitely be which is if anyone's got vegetable oils in their cupboard or margarine or um butter blends Mm. or stuff like that get that the heck out of your house yeah i i saw this um there was a thing going around on facebook the other day and it was like margarine is one one chemical or one level of plastic yeah i've seen that that. as well yeah yeah it's pretty scary so if you do have some in your fridge um get it out put it on your bench and take the lid off and let it sit there for the next forever and see (laughs) see it turn forever (laughs) i love that it just goes sticky kind of like plastic and also the thing yeah. is other bugs are so much smarter than humans. So be inspired by yes. other bugs because bugs will will enjoy butter. It will likely go off, obviously. And then margarine or fake things, bugs will hate it, not go near it. So um, they still have yeah. the intuition, whereas humans, our intuition has just gone like flying out the window. Yeah, we just look at something yeah. with our eyes and we decide off that. And we exactly, just including our body symptoms. Yeah. So they're the big guns. Yeah. And then obviously you've got your little things like the, well, not they're not little, they're still big guns, but I feel like most people might know this. Obviously your preservatives and your flavor enhancers and all that kind of stuff. Like if I go eat yeah, sushi yeah. out or like Japanese, you should see me ordering. It's hilarious. Like it's like, Hello, can I just get um, no mayonnaise because it's got MSG in it? Can I get the gluten-free soy sauce And because then, then it's traditional? And then can I please get the fresh ginger without all the, the pink stuff because that's got the colour and the preservatives and all that kind of stuff? And then do you have fresh wasabi because that's free of maltodextrin? Like... <laughs> They're looking at they you like, what are you leave, talking like about? The door, mate. Just, just take them yeah. off the train yeah. and go, lady. <laughs> I have found a um, local sushi place, though, that does everything, like, perfect. I'm like, I love you so much. That's so good. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Uh, you'll be a customer for life, yeah. you? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's So, awesome. obviously, I could keep going on for probably, like, 64 years. Um, <laughs> but what other specific things did you want me to touch on? Or I think we have just covered probably as as we can. <laughs> 90, 99% yeah. of the bases. Um, I think, yeah, just making it super clear to people that like if you've got these little ailments, whether it be physically, mm. mentally, topically, internally, like whatever yeah. your issues are, mm. almost all of them are going to come down to majority of the time what's going on in your gut and it's things that we don't even realize like we don't you know if you go to the doctors as well your doctor's not even going to link two and two together like when was the last time that 
you know, I know for myself, if I've ever had an issue, you go to the doctor and you talk to them about it. And first thing, majority of them, you know, there are some great ones out there, but majority of them just want to pop you on some medication. They would never ask you, what have you been eating? Yeah. How have you been feeling? It's, and It really and, um, sucks. Yeah, yeah. So just having that, that awareness, question. I guess, that, yeah. you know, it, that question. yeah, yeah, being able to question it and go, um, okay, well, is this something yeah. that I can actually control? And not putting a band-aid over something. Like, you know, scan through your body and figure out what you are putting a band-aid on top of. Are you having regularly? Yeah. Are you having antihistamines regularly? Um, like, are you ignoring a skin rash or are you just covering up some acne with some makeup? And everyone doesn't want yeah. to experience these things. We want to be confident. We want to be healthy. And that's why we eat to be well and not to be thin. Like, because you get the lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, looking good is a mm-hmm. byproduct of eating well. Yeah. And it doesn't even well. pop into your brain once you realize this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. like I said, yeah. first place is definitely cut out the inflammatory foods and the sugar and uh, stuff like that and realizing that you can feel better. The next thing, if, if you feel like you're eating all the right things, I would seek like trying to figure out what's going on in your gut. And one big thing here is, um, you know, you can get stool testing. So to see like that's mm-hmm. com- you want comprehensive stool testing, you can do that with practitioners. Um, and so that can tell you exactly what's going on in there. From there, yeah. like you can do herbs and that can help reduce the microbial overgrowths that there could be there. And obviously there can be mm-hmm. beautiful fermented foods that agree with you. Um, that can, you know, help and add some traditional food to your diet and stuff as well. So just a couple of little things that yeah. I felt like we needed to quickly mention. Yeah, beautiful. Hashtag kombucha <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, you mentioned before that you make all sorts of recipes, and I know this because my <laughs> mouth is constantly watering when I look at your Instagram feed. So what are your socials? Where can people come and Very find you? Very lovely of you, and I'm glad I make your mouth water. <laughs> um, okay, so my personal website is SheridanJoy.com. Um, and awesome. so my Instagram is SheridanJoyAustin. Um, and I used to consult for a company, but I'm actually consulting for myself now. So if people want okay. a consultation, um, they are more than welcome to me. And just, awesome. yeah, yeah, all my contact details are on the website. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll tag all of your um, your website and your socials in the Thank caption you. below. So if you've had, if you're out there and you're um, wanting some more uh, one-on-one information from Sheridan and have a consultation with her, please get in touch with her. Um, she will definitely take care Thank of you. you. Thank you so much, Sheridan. I, my mind <laughs> is alone right now. Digest it. away and throw out half the stuff. <laughs> stuff in my cupboard and and um get rid of this nasty rash that I've got going on (laughs) I actually get um psoriasis on my scalp and it's something that comes and goes all the time and I've just as you're saying band-aid I've just been you know looking for different shampoos and that sort of thing that work for me but definitely got to get down to that um yeah yeah well yeah yeah no definitely the thing it is exciting so it doesn't need to be too scary 
Um, but yeah, just start yeah. with one thing and one little change can lead to a big change. That's it. What a beautiful quote. <laughs> yeah, write that, that one down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. It's been an absolute oh. pleasure. Yeah, it's been amazing. Lovely to chat with you. And thank you for everything you do. And thanks for having me here. Thank you so much. And for all of our listeners out there, uh, as I said before, go follow Sheridan at her socials. Have a look at her website. Check out some of her yummy recipes. Um, We will release a new podcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. So make sure you're setting an alarm on your phone to get in first um, to get a listen to the new podcast weekly. And can't wait to bring some more value to you guys. Hope you all have an amazing day. And we will talk to you soon.